You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. OMG, OMG, OMG. Welcome to OMG, the Omara Gale radio show. I'm your host, actress, Arthur evangelist, and content creator. And I love serving Maravation because it's the perfect blend of motivation and inspiration. And during this special month of March, which is Women's Month, I have invited a few of my girlfriends along for the journey. And first on the deck is a very dear friend of mine, uh, Deshaun Booker, who happens to be a transformational coach, a strategist, a speaker, and a consultant. And I am super excited to introduce her to you. So would you be so kind as to do a virtual hand clap for my dear girlfriend and sorority sister, Deshaun Booker. Thank you for having me, beautiful soror and phenomenal host, actress, and just a content creator for all. We appreciate you and thank you for having me today. Thank you. You look so pretty, by the way. Okay, so one of the things that I do when I start off on OMG is I I ask my guests to share a challenging moment, a disappointment, something that almost took them out. It's a nobody but God story. And the reason that I do that is I believe it allows my listeners to connect with the guests, I should say, so that once you begin to tell them the mountaintop moments that daddy has allowed you to be on, they'll understand that the journey is what the journey is. It is what it is. So if you wouldn't mind, could you share with our listeners uh, something that took place in your life that, that literally almost wiped you out? Yes. Yes, 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 of course, you know, and just hearing you, you know, ask the question is a trigger, Mm. but the trigger is, I know I came through. Hallelujah. Okay, because the trigger can really set us back. And so, you know, Mara, I grew up loving God. I'm, I'm not a woman that was forced to go to church. I grew up loving God, wanting my own relationship with him. And as a result of that, you know, in church, I was nine years old and I just wanted a personal relationship with the Lord. And as I grew, I thought I had the formula down to a T. And my formula, I thought I had the faith formula, right? If I'm in church and I'm reading, I'm worshiping, I'm, you know, knowing the word and I, I give my tithes and offerings, but I love the Lord. And now he got my back. He's, he's going to keep me, you know, and as you say, in, in his grip, right? And I'm like, <laughs> ah, I thought that was going to happen all my life. And I went to college. I did great. I came back from college. I got my first teaching job. I, I didn't have to even interview at the, a private high school. I moved out of my parents' home, got my first townhouse. And my formula for faith was working. The faith formula was working. I lost my sister at 23 years old to lupus. I was writing a musical about her. The musical was showing that my dear sister Monica was going to be healed from lupus. I'm writing this musical about her. I asked her, can I dive in deep? You know, I'm getting information from her. She's like, yes, let's tell the story because we're both believing the end result is that she wins victoriously here on earth healed. She died. And I said, God, I know you don't want me to continue writing this, but I'm in the middle of rehearsal. It's a full-blown musical. I have a choir and dancers and actors. Oh, God. 
Yeah. And so they're like, Deshaun, what are we going to do? I said, I'm going to change it to my perspective. How mm. can I seeing the loss of my dear sister from my perspective? What is God saying to me? And I didn't hear God, not at first. And then God began to say, speak from your heart like you've been doing. This is your story, but speak from your heart. So I began to tell the story of my sister and I relationship and her having peace and releasing her life to us so that she may be with God. The story was about peace and I believed it to my heart, but I still cried. I still wanted her here with me. I yeah. moved I was able to move through that. And I said, okay, the faith formula is working. It shows up for me. Then years later, I lost my mother. My mother just passed in 2015 to a brain aneurysm. And so, God, I am a woman who really sits on a vision of faith. I am really visualizing my mother coming through. I thought my sister would come through. I had nothing to say to God. Nothing. Mm. Watch my mother be in a vegetative state for six months. Oh, my God. Yes. Praying for her to come through, praying that she will show up as the woman that she was, beautiful woman of God. And when my dad said, we cannot allow her, Deshaun, to look and live this way another day, she wouldn't want to do this. My entire life went when my mother passed and transitioned. I knew I had nothing to say to women. I had nothing, another play to write. I had no message. Right. I don't have a message. I don't have my faith formula has failed to shine. My mother hit me in such a way because before my mother passed, we were on the porch having a daughter mother conversation and my mother knew the work that i do with women and encouraging women empowering women yeah deshaun how do you know when a woman is stuck and i knew that my mother mm. was asking about herself mm. and in the inside mara i was excited but i didn't want to you know seem that i was getting ready to go into coaching mode right and you know have her become standoffish so I simply just said a few things about, well, mom, you know, when a woman is, is stuck, she'll just say, I'm stuck, Deshaun. How do I become unstuck? And I knew that that was an opening for my mother and I to have a conversation mm. I had been desiring for years. My mother was a great wife, well accomplished. She taught for 35 years in the school district in Inglewood, California. She was phenomenal. But I knew, like all of us, that that woman was still stuck. Mm. My mother asked me that that day, sitting on that porch, I knew that there was an opening. And then a year later, the aneurysm happened, the brain. Mm. I didn't pray to God. I remember one time I got on my knees to pray to God. And as I was praying, God said, get up. Don't give me that. Mm. You're not ready. And mm. I right. I'm faking it. I don't want to talk to you, God. And God said, get up, get up. And as God had me to get up from my knees and my praying time, he's such a gracious, grateful and gracious God. Yes, he is. He, he waited. He's such a gentleman. He waited for me. God began to really move me in my silence and solitude. And he said, Deshaun, what did you do with your sister? 
you began to see peace from her perspective. See peace from your mother's perspective. Mm. And I vowed that day that if God allowed me, as he does in his word, he says his peace that surpasses all understanding. I said, God, if I can feel this peace and it become my lifestyle, I will become a catalyst truly for empowering women mm. as my mother leads me forward. And my mother has been leading me forward since 2016. And I say that and I mean it and I am empowered behind that. Mm. And I know what it means to live a life, not just in a faith formula, but literally understanding resiliency through God and in God. And I now have a rebirth. I've reignited my, my dreams that I thought were impossible to serve on a much larger scale from that place of peace from both my sister and my mother. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Girl, yeah. you listen, you know, first of all, I'm so sorry to, to learn of the loss, but it is a gain. It is a gain because they left so much with you that you now have enough that other people can take a sip from your saucer. You now are in overflow mode and people are able to grow and become better and to find peace and solace in the hard things. So I thank you for sharing that with our listeners. I know they are truly blessed by it, encouraged because, you know, it is inevitable. Death is inevitable. Either you have had someone that you lost or you're in the process of losing someone or you will lose someone. And it is a hard place. Those are the valleys. And people are so used to seeing us on our mountaintop experiences. So to hear of two major iconic figures in your life and in your heart space, um, making that transition. And then for you to utilize all that you receive from them to then download and deposit into others. We are the better as a result of it. You don't look like what you've been through. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You said it. You said it perfectly. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So, so let's go ahead and jump in this conversation. Cause I only have you for about 30 minutes or so. And I really want to make sure we unpack as much as we can so that they can ring you out and get it all. So our topic today is let's leap. <gasps> let's leap. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the stage, baby girl. Break down what it means to L-E-A-P. Go ahead and give it to the people. <laughs> Letting everything appear possible. Mm. So, you know, when COVID hit, Everyone was talking about pivoting, redirecting, you know, reshifting and being flexible. And I didn't want to jump. I'm one that I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. I literally move when God says to move, Mara. If God says don't do anything, Deshaun, I don't do anything. If he says, here's your message that he's deposited into me, I write the message. And I was sitting in, you know, silence and solitude during that, those months as most of us were. And God began to show me. And so my other messages where I had leaked in another bigger message. Mm -hmm. And he said, pull that out. And I said, okay. And, you know, all right, daddy, here we go. I pulled it out. And he said, that's it. Just walk away for a couple of days. Just that, yeah, that's it. Don't try to manage what I'm doing, Deshaun. I said, okay. 
And so I came back some days later and he said, I want you to see what does that mean to you? I said, well, for me, when I'm leaping, I'm faithing. I'm in faith. I-N-G. He said, yes. He said, Deshaun, many of my daughters in Christ in me are not leaping. They're not faithing. And they don't know how to bounce back from the breakdown. And I said, oh, my goodness. He said, what does that look like to you? So I began to do some work around it, letting everything appear possible. How are we letting everything appear possible when there's breakdowns? How did I do that? Losing my sister at 23 years old, losing my mother who I knew didn't want to, you know, who still had work to do. She asked me, how could she not remain stuck? And so in letting everything appear possible, it really comes from a place that isn't a catchphrase. It's not an emotional sound by, you know, mm-hmm, not, you know, trending or a fad. It really is a lifestyle. How do we leaping every single day to our goals, our plans? And I had to really allow myself, I say, I'm my number one client. I'm the first because I am practicing by experiencing everything that God gives me and deposit into me. And so the first thing I have to sit with and say, my mindset, if there are steps to this, right, these five steps that God really gave me, what's your mindset like? We can pull in the negative toxins from our old past, our, our, our old stories, right? Easy. I, right? I once had a client that said to me, well, Deshaun, it happened to me. It's my story. And if I want to talk about it for the rest of my life, I said, well, okay, it's a choice. But what does that choice do for you? And I began to remember that for myself. In leaping, if I'm going to, number one, let everything appear possible, I have to change my mindset. I have to change my narrative. What am I saying about myself that I want to be more of for the kingdom, not for busy work? Right. Right? The first thing is change the narrative, Deshaun. Is it a powerful narrative? a painful narrative. And I've decided that we must decide to choose that my narrative is not no longer going to hold me down, even if it has some bumps and bruises, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I shift my mindset so yes. that I'm holding on to an anchor that's really about pleasure and not so much pain. Yes. So Deshaun, so, so I love that. Okay. So, so our, our step number one is to change the stinking thinking to, to focus on what we want to come about versus the same old, same old. Cause it's real easy to let that loop in your mind or to hit repeat on the, on the recorder or allow the tapes uh, of what our past was to influence where we're going. But for that person, and this is because this is where the work comes in. For that person who doesn't know how to stop hearing and stop playing the tape that is on autoplay. They don't even wake up pushing the button. There are daily reminders. There are physical barriers. What do you say to that person? I ask them, what is your why that's attached to that? Why are you attached to that narrative? Well, because it, it, well, wait, wait, wait. I know there's an emotional attachment, but what is the benefit? How is it serving you? That's what I ask. What's your why? How is it serving you? Well, uh, Deshaun, what do you mean? Is it serving you? Are you happier? 
Are you moving forward with that? Do you feel like you are gaining momentum? Does it make you move more dynamically, fiercely? Are you, you know, are you feeling magnificent? And they say, no, mm. exactly. So you must, we must, I must always ask myself, how is that narrative? How is it serving me? And if it's not serving me, right, supporting me, why won't I choose to just switch it, to change it? I call it switch reels. Why won't you switch reels? Why won't you give yourself, not in this moment, but a process to slay it, yeah. to the rest? Yeah. If it isn't serving you. It's That's okay. good. So, so basically, you're, you're telling them, look at the quicksand you're in. Observe where your feet are, are currently planted. Does it feel good to not be able to move left or right, go forward and beyond this? Does it feel good to carry the weight of trying to go through a sluggish thing like quicksand to get to the next place? So you're telling them, observe how you feel, observe your surroundings, observe how you show up or don't show up. And once you recognize that, You'll begin because, you know, it's hard. We're, we're a living sacrifice, right? You're supposed to be a living sacrifice. The problem is living things, what, crawl off the altar. Yes. So when we're not used to, you're not even, like I said, you know, a lot of people are in the, in the wheel. It's kind of like the hamster. They don't oh. even know that they're going like this. They wake up every day and that's their everyday thing. So, so you're saying, okay, how does it feel to go on a treadmill and never lose weight? Oh my! How does it feel to try to move forward, but you're not in a car and your GPS doesn't have a pointed destination? How does it feel to have goals before you and you ain't crossing none of them off the list? Yes, exactly. I got you. I got you. Thank you very much, Mr. Sean. I appreciate that. So, so now break, break down for me what the second step is. So, so if you're leaping, you're faithing. That means you're believing that the next is here and that you'll, you will get to that next place. And the first you said is to work on the mindset. So what is the second step to leaping and faithing? Yes, I love that energy because that energy is what number two is, taking risks. We have to take a risk. We have to see the possibilities even when they appear to be limited. I call it outrageous openness. Mm. Yeah, right? Settle the net. Outrageous openness. I mean, if we're going to really say I'm leaping, I'm faithing, and with that energy you just gave me, then you must see the possibilities there. You must see in your breakdowns where you can create a breakthrough, right? Mm. We want to stand in a breakdown. We want to just, you know, we want to have that pity party. And I get it. I give myself about maybe one or two days to have a pity party. I do. I have a pity hat. I have pity candles. Then I say, okay, now what's next? Where's What's the possibility here? More so than just identifying the lesson, what can I co-create with God in this moment, in this breakdown? If I'm going to leap, I have to see possibilities. Yes. Right? Yes. I have to be willing to say, that's pretty outrageous but I'm willing to be outrageous so that I can be in motion and I can be in purpose for the kingdom. Again, not busy work. Yeah. yeah. Am I in alignment here? And I'm excited about what's, what's, what's available. You know, our creativity doesn't cease. Never, never, right? never. Right. I 
love it because what you bring, if you're willing to take a risk, then that, because this is the reality, there is no such thing as failure. We fall forward. When you get something wrong, I gain the biggest, the most valuable lesson. When I miss the mark is when I learn and I grow and I figure out a way to get around it. And one of the beautiful things about learning a lesson from what people call failure is you ain't got to pay for that twice. Oh, Once you bought that lesson, baby, you can bank that lesson. You bought that lesson, you can bank that lesson because it's paid for. And that means that you won't make that mistake again. And more importantly, you're going to look out for things that may trip you up that could cause you to make that mistake again. Yes. Ooh, I love it. Take risks. I love also the outrageous openness, you know, because... What it, what it symbolizes is just the word outrageous means beyond. Outrageous means extravagant. Outrageous means you can't do it by yourself. And one of the, one of the things we know daddy to be is the kind of daddy that will blow your mind because his visions and his thoughts are so not like ours. So until you take the limits off and give yourself a clear ceiling and there is no roof over you, you'll never get to something that you could, you could do stuff on your own. But when God wants to give you something, it's so much bigger. So I love that outrageous openness. That is absolutely adorable. And don't forget, Deshaun said, give you, allow yourself to have a pity party. Put the pity party hat on. Put the pity party cake in front of you. Eat a piece of the pity party cake. But do not dare sit there for a week and a month and a year and not allow yourself to move forward. And I call that, you know, I tell a lot of people, you know, the rearview mirror is really small. Looking back in that little small mirror is real easy to do. But baby, that front window, it's huge. And what, why would I want to focus on something tiny that's behind me instead of the big, clear glass of opportunity window that's in front of me? So I love it. I love it. All right. So come on, let's go ahead and unpack number three. What's number three? If we're leaping, we must get radical for ourselves and what i mean by radical is here's the word i love we will see protest and we know the civil rights movement how about seeing your life as a civil rights movement how about being your own advocate for the things that matter to you and your heart we tend to go cheerlead for everyone else We'll cheerlead, we'll get in the front, we'll say no to that injustice, right? We'll say, no, you can't treat my mother, my father, my husband, my children that way. But will we really do that consistently for ourselves and for our purposes in our lives? Get radical. Things have to look at you in the face and you have to say, is this optional or non-negotiable? And I don't mean it as a soundbite. I really do mean when I, Deshaun, am saying, okay, I have a new idea. I have a new idea in which I want to minister, minister through my business ministry. I got to get radical about that. Because some, sometimes I'll hear, oh, well, no one's going to want to hear that message. Or who do you think you are? Or they've already talked about that. Or who do you know? Why are you going to go that far off the deep end? Why not get radical about the things that God has given me in my spirit? Yeah. Right. I yeah. gave myself two gifts about two years ago. And one of them was to never talk myself out of anything. Ooh. 
Oh, I, I love I, it. I gave myself the gift, Mara. I said, it's time for you. What is your gift today for, for this Christmas season? I said, I will never talk myself out of anything ever again. Because if I'm talking myself out of it, right, if I'm not being an advocate, that means it's good. That means there's something there. Mm. The second gift I gave myself is to dream bigger. And by that, I said, there's no more crushing. There's no more thinking outside of the box. I'm crushing it. Mm. Two gifts. And so with that, it made me really stand and advocate for myself. I'm really good at advocating for everybody else, right? Most of us are. <laughs> Most of us are. So we must get radical if we're leaping. It's not always, well, and I do mean that in the sense of, you know, of logic. Mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. talk ourselves out of the very thing that we should go for, right? Yes. We'll talk ourselves out of it. Get radical for your life. See your life as a movement, as a civil rights movement. What is the story of your legacy that you want to leave behind. You can't have legacy if you're not radical, if you're not being an advocate for self, right? What's your legacy story? How does that show up for you? And I want us all to create our legacy story. So let's Beautiful. get I love it. Girl, I could pass the little virtual collection plate. Rats here. You hear me? Okay. Get radical. Get radical. Make your life. I love it. You said, what is your, make your life the civil rights movement. Be your own advocate. Because when you become an advocate for, because when I'm batting for somebody, I'm going in. I'm going against anybody to try to to convince them, try to try to change their mind. If I'm trying to get somebody into the hospital to do something or for us to see a patient or something like that, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to turn over every single stone. I'm going to knock on every door. I'm going to pick up the phone and make some calls. And you're saying, keep that, keep that energy. And now channel it for yourself. What is it you want to do? What is it you want to accomplish? What is it you want to finish? What is it you you told people you were going to do and you haven't, I love it, Deshaun, but wait, wait, wait. I got to pause because baby, when you said I gave myself two gifts, that's a word yeah my listeners listen 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 y'all listen now i told y'all a short pencil beats a long memory anytime i hope y'all taking notes because deshaun is dropping nuggets she's dropping pearls and this ain't this this she does for a living yeah she's giving y'all some for e nuggets and pearls she gave herself two gifts and it didn't involve a charge card it didn't involve getting in a car driving to a store it didn't involve waiting for somebody to do something for her for her to have enough to be able to gift it to herself she said i gave myself two gifts and the first gift she said is i'm never going to talk myself out of anything i am not going to talk about because we can do that all day long you know somebody says hey you could do this or hey you could do oh well i don't i'm not prepared or oh i don't i don't really have the right skill set or mm, i don't think they're gonna like me because last year they had you know such and such came and she's huge you know who am i yeah. you said i'm never gonna talk myself out of anything that was the first gift and then you said dream bigger and, you know, I have you said you said you're not going to think about, you know, thinking outside the box. You're going to crush the box. And I always tell people, I think so far outside the box that the box is invisible. So the box isn't even on my planet, let alone on my street or in my house or in my heart or in my mind. So it's the same concept of 
when you when you think bigger or dream bigger or take the limits off, yes. you don't know what it means to conform. To conform, to be regular, average, or ordinary. Hey, none of those titles fit me and none of those titles fit you. And so for our listeners, those that are tuned in, leaned in and listening up, what she's saying and what I want you to get from this is you're thinking too small. Right. You're thinking too small. If you could do it by yourself, it's too small. If it doesn't require God to activate it, it's too small. If it, 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 you, you, you gotta really go beyond when you write some stuff on the board. If you think you can accomplish it, that ain't it. That's the hard thing. It's the hard thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. The hard thing is the thing. That's it. That's where you gotta go. And that's where you gotta set your GPS, set your GPS to that destination because you'll get there if you don't give up because the race isn't given to the strong or to the fast. Right. Those that endure until the end. All right, come on, let's keep this train moving. So, what is step and tip number four? Okay, so we're energized. We're we're in our place. You know, we're we're, we're very creative. Well, scripture says, write it down. Mm-hmm. Make it plain upon table. I got the two two baby. Yes. So, what's the next step? We must be what I call in purpose planning. I call it purpose planning. You know, write it down, write your goals. I don't say, you know why I decide to interchange goals with purpose planning? Because when we usually say goals, I've noticed even myself, my hand is raised. We get intimidated. Like, oh my God, it's a goal. How do I do it? I'm going to be overwhelmed, right? But when we then say it's purpose planning, There's a purpose attached to the very thing, the very core of my being has a purpose, has a why. That can't be overwhelming. Even if it is, I remind myself to breathe through giving birth Mm. to the purpose. Mm. So therefore is what? Purpose planning. Write it down. See the vision. We'll keep it. I've done it. I've kept it snuggled inside of my head because if I write it down, guess what, Mara? That means I really have to do it. And if I talk about it, that means I really have to do it, right? I am, you know, now I'm calling those things as though they were. Yes, purpose plan. Write it, speak it, and share it. Share it. That's the nurturing component of that step. Step four, when you're doing purpose planning, you're not just writing some things down. Now, here's a little nugget that I add to the purpose planning. I was doing this for years until I realized what I was doing incompletely. We'll write down what we want. The next thing we need to do in purpose planning is just simply write, what do I have to believe to actually actualize that purpose Mm. I believe I am the affirmations queen I love affirmations and scriptures and quotes and mantras and I've been doing all of my life I was you know saying them or regurgitating them all of my you know young life and adult life and then I said I'm missing something well I was saying them but my beliefs wasn't in alignment on it so in your purpose planning what must you believe as well as just saying, I want this? We can name all the things, right? But what must I believe? Mm. Oh, I that love it. Game changer for me. Yeah, that was the game changer that I had to really sit down and say, I need to believe. 
Well, oh, I know that. I can believe that that I have value. I am worthy, right? That I can be consistent. I can, right. So what must we believe in our purpose planning? Oh, that is some good stuff, girl. I'm going to be tasting this, chewing on this, passing this on. This is really, because Deshaun, what you've just done, and this is just four, we got one more to go, y'all. But what you've just done is you've broken some people out of bondage. Because I know, like you said, we've all been guilty of it. But a lot of times we can't put our finger on what helps get us free. But that right there, when I saw myself as a success, when I saw myself as a full-time voiceover talent or actress or speaker or evangelist, when I saw myself, I remember, and this is just, you know, me peeling off the black woman bandaid, allowing my scars, cuts, and bruises to be, to be exposed because in exposing them, you get to to see them, you get to witness me heal and I get to experience the healing. When, when my now husband, who's a pastor, and I began to get to know one another and he courted me, I remember not believing that he would ever want to be married to me because I had been married before. You know what I mean? When you have these baggage, this baggage, you know what I mean? You begin to not think you're worthy of being married to a pastor. A, it was never on my list of things to do. We'll start and stop right there. But more importantly, it was him. It wasn't that he was a pastor. It was his heart. He was compassionate and he was, he was caring and he was attentive. But my brain at first was like, once he gets to know you and once he reads your book and he knows what you've lived through and, and all the yada, 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 the gang rape, the promiscuity, the yada, you know, once he reads about you. And then I said, hold it, wait, wait, wait. I had to then go, I wrote the book so that the enemy couldn't tell me about myself. I wrote the book so I could tell the enemy, I know what my past is, but baby, my present and my future is so much brighter. And so I had to get my, my mind reconditioned to say, yeah, I'm worth it. I'm valuable. I am wifey material. And once I got myself there, That was all it took because the Lord had already put in motion what he was going to do, but I could have short circuited the connection. So when you drop this nugget and then you called it an additional nugget about write down what we, what we must do to believe the narrative, to believe that we're, we're able to accomplish this purpose planning that right there, it's going to set some people free Deshaun. Amen. When I'm telling you, when I got it, I said, oh, my goodness, this is where that gap was right between that was that gap, you know, and uh, and many of us do that. Many of us, Mara, sit in our our I want what I want. But then what are we believing? See, we want to be in in awareness. We want to, you know, I want to grow. I want to be in awareness. But then we also want to avoid the very thing we need to, you know, really move forward in because it makes us feel some kind of way. Like what you yeah. said, you, I can even believe you thought that's about yourself. I can't yeah. even believe because you ain't read my book. Because when you when you when you read Where a Girl and Ben, you've been like, ooh, you, ooh, you've been through some stuff. And I, and again, 
Yeah. That's what makes me who I am. All of that is the resume of my life. And that's why I come to the table with the experiences that I do. So minus any of that, I wouldn't be who I am. But at some point, we don't look at our disappointments to some or our challenges or our mishaps. We don't look at it as resume builders. But again, that's how you fall forward instead of lie down in your past, right? So, all right, let's go ahead and move on. I'm taking my notes. So we're at number five, number five, how we're faithing and leaping forward. What is, what is the tip for number five, girl? Five. And I'm going to set this up this way. We wish that we lived in a perfect world. We don't. Okay. There's bumps and bruises and detours and, you know, all these things that are happening to us in our lives. I know I've experienced it. We, we talked about that as we, you know, opened with our, our, our show today. Are you willing, though, on your path, on your journey to maximizing your magnificence, are you willing to bounce back? Mm. Are you willing to bounce back? from the breakdowns, from the dark hour, from the, the valley, right? From, you know, all of the toxins that you've been going through. Are you willing to bounce back, to leap? If you're not willing, forget about it. See, we, we talk about resiliency and that's what I'm talking about here. But what does that look like for us? Yes, we say, oh, we want you to, you know, bounce back, have the ability to stand up and brush your shoulders off and your knees off and keep going. But you have to be willing to do that. Yes. When I lost my mother, I wasn't willing. I told God I had nothing to say to another woman. I said, are you kidding me? You want me to now empower, inspire, motivate another woman? My entire being went with my mother in that grave. So I thought until God said, I'm going to give you your time. Yeah. Are you willing to bounce back to shine? Are you willing? Because you know what happened, Mara? I was still waking up with this inside passion to serve and support. I still have purpose in my heart. Yes. I still have vision. My laugh, my laughter was bigger. I saw in color again. I was like, wait a second, you mean I, I really still have more? He said, you're living. You still have purpose. But Deshaun, are you willing to bounce back? I said, oh my goodness, am I willing to give up the illusion that I don't have any hope? Am yes. I willing to give up the illusion that I must drown? And I gave it up. Mm. I surrendered. Mm. And I said, yes, I'm willing to bounce back, God. And that brings me to such an emotional place because I can leap. I can let everything appear possible. I can have the purpose plan and I can, you know, change my mindset and I can do all of these wonderful things. But if I'm not willing each time that the setback happens, if I'm not willing to bounce back, baby, maybe it means nothing. Means nothing. We're back to what you said earlier, being in the quicksand. If I'm not willing to bounce back, I, I'm in a state and a position of literally just being paralyzed. I paralyzed my hope. Yeah. My hope has become. Mm. Mm. And we all know when you don't have hope, mm. when you don't have hope, 
yes, you are in hopelessness. And when you are in hopelessness, then you can't think your way out or forward or through. You can't imagine yourself out or forward or through. And you darn sure don't feel like you're going to get through it, let alone move forward. That's why hope, you know, if, if, if I were to bite your phrase, um, I would say one of the major gifts that I gave myself was to always have hope. Was to it's it's a gift that I give myself every day. Hope for any particular situation that I find myself in, and and unfortunately, Deshaun, our time is like up, and I need you to because this was such an amazing conversation, and I could I could talk to you for hours, you know, and but there's so much to unpack, and I know that these five steps that you just shared with our listeners is enough for them to be able to take, chew, and move forward. And if I, if we talked another 30 minutes, I'd get another 30 minutes of excellent content. But people's brain, and I know this to be true and you know it, can only handle so much. And you came with like a dictionary, thesaurus, encyclopedia, for those that are born after 1970, um, encyclopedia full of information. And I dare not. Yes. bombard them with anything more because those five steps yes. and those two nuggets of the gifts you gave yourself, baby, if everybody just takes the time to think of what two gifts you want to give yourself, what two gifts that are non-negotiable that you want to give yourself so that you can see and be all that God created you to be, that will change your life. Deshaun, I thank you so much for being my guest. But before I actually close out the show, I would be remiss if you didn't give um, our listeners an opportunity to know a little bit more about what you offer, where they can connect with you. Because, um, you know, when you when you jumped in maximizing your magnificence, you know, I know that's one of your trademark signature situations. So why don't you just take a couple of minutes and, and, and speak directly to our listeners um, and, and share with them what you do, you know, and where they can find you. Thank you. Thank you so much, my sister. So I am Deshaun Antoinette Booker, and I'm your Maximizing Coach. And I'm the founder of Maximizing Your Magnificence. And really what I am excited about doing is I really stand in a space for powerhouse women so that they are really able to leverage their three eyes. And those three eyes are being intentional, living and working from a place of integrity so that they can manifest increase in their business or lives in a maximized way. And so I coach women along that path so that they're able to really actualize the very depths of their soul, what God has given them to do and reaching not just their maximum potential, but really allowing their platform to have a greater stance. And so I do that through coaching, group coaching, speaking, facilitating trainings and workshops and uh, online, you know, programs. And again, I stand in that space and I'm just a vessel being used to channel each woman who has a desire to reach her highest potential and to really be that powerhouse woman. Uh, my 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 website is maximizing. I'm sorry, it's DeshaunBooker.com. So <laughs> www.DeshaunBooker.com. And spell Deshaun for them for the for the listeners. Please spell Deshaun for them because you spell it different. Thank you. It's D S H. Well, on my to find me is just D S H A U N B O O K E R. Perfect. 
And that is all I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at DeshaunBooker.com. Oh, that's lovely. Well, I love you, Sora, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. And on your platform. You're more than welcome. And to my listeners, thank you so much for rolling with your girl. For my new listeners and those that have just began to catch OMG, I hope you come along for the journey and are able to smell the flowers along the way. And to those of you that have been rolling with me for a while, thank you for adding such sweetness to my hot tea. You are forever um, my blessing and I appreciate you. You guys can find me everywhere on social media at Mara Gale. That is at Mara Gale. And the OMG show um, airs every Thursday via podcast on up to me radio.com. That's up the number two, me radio.com. And the show is broadcast and syndicated via podcast all over wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, everywhere, Apple, Apple Music, I should say. You can tune in, lean in, and listen up and roll with your girl. But I want to encourage you go to my show page at up to me radio.com, subscribe on my show page, and that way you'll be alerted. When I have new podcasts that are available for you to tune in, don't want want you to miss that. May God bless you richly. I love you. And um, until we meet again, allow Deshaun's words of leaping, which is like faithing, to move you to your next place of purpose planning so that you can be all that God, Daddy God created you to be. God bless you. I love you. And goodbye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.